Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. When I was young, I'm the youngest of four. Um, I remember thinking like I knew what sex was. But I thought, yeah. But I thought you only did it to make a baby. Oh, sure. And I thought you only did it like one time to make a baby and you never did it again. Right. And then I remember the moment I realized you did it for fun. (laughs) When? When? When you did it for fun? No. (laughs) When I heard my parents having sex (gasps) for the first time. Stop it. Welcome back. Welcome back. To Between the (laughs) Reps. I was like, wait, who are we? Between what? the reps with Brooke and Gina. Also, no, also known as again. not talking shit, but. but. Um, all right, Gina, this morning I was mm-hmm. up fairly early. Yeah. And I was turning on. So I didn't realize, I mean, I've known for now a little bit of time, but for a while I didn't realize that I get a Hulu account with a Spotify oh, premium yeah. account. Yeah. And I so just I realized went, that too. Yeah. So I went on Hulu and I was like, Trying to see what was on there, mostly because I wanted to start watching Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tales. Tales. Oh, you got to catch up. Yeah, so oh, I'm going to so start good. that. So good. Um, but there was this mm-hmm. documentary on Dr. Ruth. Mm-hmm. I don't even, what's her, how do you pronounce her last name? Uh, it's right here. West. Uh, I don't know if we can even pronounce it, to be honest. It's a. Uh, Steyer? West. Weistheimer? Weistenheimer? Weistheimer. Westheimer. 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 Yeah. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. And so when I, I didn't know a lot. I didn't know anything about her. Yeah. And, You're not that. But I knew who she was. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And I also, because when I was young, I remember there was like a short period of time where I had like one of those like really small TVs uh-huh. in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. 
I would turn it on sometimes if I couldn't sleep at night and she was on late night. And I always felt like so scandalous because she was talking about, about sex. sex. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, that's kind of all I really knew about her. But she had a crazy, has, yeah. she's 91, right. still she's kicking, still seriously still kicking in this video, in this this documentary. I watched her walking in Israel and she tells the camera guys, to make sure they they showed how fast she can walk, <laughs> fast. She's fast. She's like four seven. Yeah. She's and if she hasn't thing. shrunk at all, which I mean, my parents both are shrinking, uh, she might be a little smaller than that. Yeah. But she's had a crazy life. Well, I I just remember her back in the eighties, like she was kind of like the first person to like really come out and talk about sex that I that I can remember. I think it was in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, when she was doing that, but uh, it was just always so funny because she had that little accent. And it was just like, she, I don't know why she seemed like an old lady then. <laughs> well, she was. I don't old. know how old she was in the 80s. Well, she was I'm born. I'm not good at math. She was born in 1928. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, she was still considered older. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was this cute little old lady with this accent talking They called about her grandma. Sex. Yeah. Like, I, as I'm watching this and they're showing, like, when she's, like, really starting to, like, become, like, a face, I guess, uh-huh. of sex for the U.S. or for, well, I don't know, the world, I guess. Yeah. But for the U.S. was, uh, they they were talking about and promoting and about your grandmother talking about sex. Like no one's ever heard their grandmother talk about sex like this before. And well, they really, really were saying they've never heard anyone talk about it like that. Right. I I mean, I think she probably got away with it a little bit easier, you know, breaking kind of through into that, that realm of like being able to talk openly about sex only because she was this cute little (laughs) grandma lady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no she was adorable but yeah i remember um her radio uh she had a radio yeah. station or, or a radio, radio show, show and we would be listening um but my mom would always turn it <laughs> my mom wasn't at comfortable at all oh for sure not about us talking about sex i mean i'm pretty sure she only had sex four times to have my sisters and i <laughs> well when <laughs> no, i was when i was growing up yeah uh this is a little off topic but i'm gonna say it anyways when i was young i'm the youngest of four mm-hmm. um I remember thinking, like, I knew what sex was. But I thought, yeah. But I thought you only did it to make a baby. Oh, sure. And I thought you only did it, like, one time to make a baby, and you never did it again. Right. And then I remember the moment I realized you did it for fun. (laughs) When? When? When you did it for fun? No. (laughs) When I heard my parents having sex (gasps) for the first time. Stop it. Yeah. Mortified. Gross, mortified. <laughs> no offense to your parents, both quite attractive no, I'm, people. I'm, I'm happy they're yeah, doing it now. Parents. I'm happy they're doing it now. But like I was young and I remember, and I always knew when it was happening because they would close their door and they never, they never closed their door at night. See, I screwed up that way too, and my kids would know if we were having sex because I would close the door. Yeah. And I tell parents all the time now. I'm like, make sure you close the door from a really young age. Yep. Because my kids, like when they were in Shut high school, the kids out from they young literally age. one time came down and I could hear them at the end of the hall going, ew, gross, <laughs> the door's closed. <laughs> and I felt like I had to get up and be like, no, no, look, nothing's <laughs> happening here, guys. Look, hey, Chad and I are just hanging out watching TV. <laughs> we were just wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you sweating? I was watching cops. Uh, no, they, they, they were like high school. Oh, my Yeah, God. it was horrifying. But yeah, oh, that's funny. But so this woman... Yeah. Um, really it was like the first person to so openly speak about sexuality and I mean even still now today I feel like it's just it's just a taboo thing that doesn't need to be taboo sure. and she made it she 
she talks about how there is no normal and like through the documentary I mean I just watched it this morning but there's all these people that you kind of she is introduced to you mm-hmm. um because they have tons of footage of like old shows and her yeah. old talk show she's been on and all this stuff and there's all these people from like different backgrounds and but they're they're just thanking her so much of like how she saved how she saved their life how she changed their life changed their their relationships their everything and you know when in regards to like lgbtq mm-hmm. um they a lot of people were saying like so much thank you because when they were going through like the hardest time of their life like she was someone who helped them through it right and like understanding and things feel and like, like a big were... a big thing was that there is no normal right. and she did that she goes there's no normal it's like you know she just talks about just uh sexuality as if there it doesn't need to look any sort of way right. we all just need to find a way that we all deserve to have it and enjoy it and under and and understand ourselves and um and then find people that we discover new things with or try new things with regardless of what that person looks like or whatever right. you know which i think is really fantastic and a lot of footage of people being very angry at her right well, I can you imagine. Know, sure. Like very angry for being so vocal about it. And there was, uh, there's a specific clip where she's speaking at, I want to say it might be Cornell uh-huh. or like Columbia or something like that. School. Yeah. And the clip is her as she's like finishing and she's walking off stage and there's these two men coming up. One was coming up to try and place a citizen's arrest <laughs> on her. And the other guy is literally grabbing him by the shoulders and trying to turn him around and walk that him off crazy. stage. And what was he arresting her for? I'm just curious. It just literally just because speaking about sex because he was he was offended forum? by what she was talking about. Oh wow! And you know, and they kind of start just, doing that. To they kind of just talk about like <laughs> they offend me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm placing I'm you, under, placing arrest. you <laughs> under arrest right now. <laughs> I'd like you to but leave like, the building. You've got this woman who, from a young age, you know, was living through the Holocaust. Yeah, and like she just. She's a survivor, you, really. Yeah, and you yeah. couldn't, you know, I think, I can't remember, I'm not going to, I can't mm. quote it, but there was a, a part in the film that they talk about, there's not something that anyone could, like, say to, like, keep her from doing what she loved. Right. And, like, doing what she enjoyed doing. And what she loved more than anything was learning. Mm-hmm. And, at, let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this specifically. Her, her last memory of her father was the morning when the Nazis came and escorted him outside and she remembers him just looking up smiling and waving as he left and basically her mother and she lived with her mom and her grandmother and they sent her off to hide in switzerland oh yeah that's what you were talking about um to an orphanage of a jewish charity and that's kind of where she grew up and something that was like you you were saying that the girls weren't allowed to yeah i can't remember if it wasn't the girls or it was like an age thing or what they just decided but i remember you know, she just wanted to learn and she remembered that her father had kind of told her like how important learning is. And there was this boy that she like fell in love with and they were, they, you know, they loved each other and, um, he was going to start going to school, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't going to get to go. And so what he would do is at nighttime, he would hide under her bed and she would, and he'd bring all of his books and stuff home. Right. And she would take them by the stairs where the like the moonlight would shine in and she would just read. Right. And he would stay in there until she came back and then he'd sneak back to his room. Can you imagine? Nothing like that happens anymore. 
Like, yeah. I can't even get my daughter to read for a book report. <laughs> I was actually thinking to myself, you know, I was like, like, you know, maybe I should read a book. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, we just take those things for granted, you know? We have to, like, really remind ourselves that there was a time when, you know, you couldn't just grab a book and go read it or go learn something. Yeah. You know, and here I was like, I don't want to go to school, <laughs> you know? It's true. So stupid. It's true. Yeah. But, yeah, she had a crazy life. You know, I was... uh I needed to come to the office, so I didn't get to finish the whole documentary, but it kind of talks about, you know, where she was born, grew up, goes to this orphanage. Um, her parents leave to go to concentration camps, basically. Horrible. Um, she finds out later, I think she was in her late 80s. They didn't say her age or when the video was taken, yeah. but it's her learning what happened to her parents. Oh because when she, she had to change her name from uh, Corolla, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, because it was it sounded too Jewish, and so, they so encouraged her she to change it? changed it to Ruth, and that's her middle name. And she said she kept that because she knew that if her family um, survived and they came looking for her, that they would know that they would name. find her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she found out later that you know what years her parents died in Nazi Germany, and um, but what was sad is they used a word about her mother. That was basically saying she like she just disappeared. So there's no there was no information about oh, like so how, what, what happened, happened or, or anything like that. But she just I mean her whole life went by and just in like the last couple of years yeah. I don't know when they actually sh- um, filmed this, but she finally had like some sort of closure. Yeah, and that's crazy. And you just watch her speak to people and you know one talk about strong woman and being mentally strong, physically strong, right. and dealing with so much adversity not only you know because of her heritage and her family and where she's from but then carrying on to you know learning and and being educated in a time when women still all you know not exactly at home yeah yeah doing that and then right. now she you know now she starts becoming more in the public eye and like talking about um sexuality are, and things yeah, like that and taboo. she has there was this guy who was interviewed and basically her like co-workers or people that were um, worked in like the hospital where she worked as well already like talking about how they felt like she was reckless you know and in the way she was giving information and the way the, the uh, advice she was giving people she was reckless to be doing all of that and it's like and she she makes a comment to the person who was interviewing her and she was this beautiful female and she basically says like you know I think it would be different if I were like taller more beautiful and like sexy like oh. people might accept it more from me. Right. And she was basically saying because, you know, I'm this right. like older, like four seven right. tiny woman, like people wanted to um kind of shut her up. Shut her up. And it's yeah. like and I I can see where she's saying that, but I also feel like, you know, as she's being introduced as like America's sex grandmother, like sex talking <laughs> grandmother, like people find it endearing in a way. Right. It's almost like it, you know, coming from her Well, it's we've also our our country, everything's changed a lot too. Yeah. You know, now that you have people like her that were the pioneers of going out and talking about stuff like that. So that kind of like laying the, the way for other people to feel comfortable, you know, talking about their sexuality. So yeah. And even now it's kind of a badass. Yeah. I, I have, I have to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. So I'm going to probably watch it tonight. Yeah. If you guys are interested at all learning about Dr. Ruth, she is a f- amazing woman who's gone from being in an orphanage in Switzerland to living in Israel and joining the army, 
doing the training to be a sniper. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and then just That's like one and then grandma you don't want to mess with. Getting injured. I don't remember exactly how she was injured. She was in the hospital and met this doctor. Oh my God. Uh, I will say this. She, they go into this, into the hospital where all the soldiers and everyone's at. They uh-huh. had no more beds. She said they put her because she was so small in a book, in a bookshelf. <laughs> what? Yeah. And she said that she had this doctor, this really handsome doctor that came up. And I feel like this is actually maybe her first husband or something like that. Um, He comes up and she said that he was going to, had food for her. And so she, she persisted to pretend like she couldn't feed herself. (laughs) So 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 for like, like three times a day, he would come and feed her (laughs) and he would feed her and and then she went on from there healing to she said she was like learning how to like water skiing, going snow skiing and like just living this like super amazing life and, and continuing to learn and do all these things. And, you know, she just the whole time you see all this footage from her when she was younger and growing up and you see her now. She is so full of life. Yeah. It is really amazing it's and inspirational, and very inspirational. Yeah. Very so cool. if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. Um, go and watch it if you're interested. It's it's very cool. I learned a lot and you get to learn about an amazing woman who has had a life you'd only think you'd read about in like a, in a book, right? Fiction. <laughs> in fiction. <book. laughs> so I have a question. Yes. Since we're talking about it, what, what was your sex talk? Oh, like, I how did talk about this? Yeah. Like I know that you said that you understood, like you heard your parents having sex, mm-hmm. but like what was the actual talk? Because I think as parents, we always, uh, like I know I was always like freaking out, like, Oh my God, what am I going to say to my kids? And I knew that I didn't want to do like what my mom did because mm-hmm. what my mom said was don't have sex until you're married. Cause it's like, Jesus is in the room. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Always behave. And I, I understand what she was trying to say, but yeah, it wasn't the most effective sex talk at all. I mean, there was nothing about birth control. There was nothing about, it was just don't do it. It's bad unless you're married. And it was like, okay, but as we all know, a lot of kids are going to have sex before they get married. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, mine, mine to my children was much different, almost to the opposite, to where it was, like, really probably not the best either. So, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after that, but I okay. want to know about yours. <clears throat> well, the only memory I have of, like, a sex talk was I'm the youngest, and my mom had Robin, my oldest sister, give... Lindsay, my cousin, and my sister Lacey, their sex talk. I remember we were at my grandma and my aunt's house. <laughs> she passed it on. That and was smart. We were back in my cousin's room, and Lacey was Robin was going to give this talk, and she had, and I was in there. And what was funny was like, I already knew all this. Oh, okay. Like you'd heard it at school. No, I had heard it from Robin. Oh, <laughs> I was like the youngest sister that like my sister would tell me all this stuff. <laughs> And like gross me out at like a young age. <laughs> and then I was the kid in like elementary school that like had all this information. You were and telling everyone I would else. share it with people. <laughs> and then it's like that game of telephone where there's like, it's just getting a little bit screwed in up every school, single time. I remember there was this tree. Uh-huh. And like at lunchtime, we'd go all go to this tree. And that's where we would like share like sex information. <laughs> yeah. like uh, And then um, other than that, I remember... Like talking to my mom, like my mom trying to talk to me about if I was going to, you know, going to finally have sex. And I like, it's like, uh, 
uncomfortable as like that conversation kind of felt. Like, right. I always kind of talked to my mom about it. And before it had happened, I knew it was going to happen. And so like she had talked to me about it. I was in college. Right. Actually, so I have sex until college. And um, I told her, I was like, I haven't done it yet, but it's going to happen. I'll tell you when it happens. <laughs> And I remember it had happened and my mom was on the phone with me and she must have just sensed it because she just yeah. goes, did you have sex? And I can't like, I have like, I can't lie. Yeah. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and I told her, and I was like, it was, it was awful and it was painful and it hurt. And like, she didn't, you know, I was obviously old enough, but my mom was just like, it will get better. You know, you just, right. the more comfortable you are with your partner and you all know, those things. Yeah. X, y, Z, right. Things like that. Right. That was like kind of my experience, and then from a young age, I just always like knew because my si- my oldest right. sister. Well, it was almost like that four, was like her so way of like picking on me was like telling me things that yeah. are inappropriate. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. <laughs> we used to do that to my sisters too. I mean, she told me about it. I knew yeah. all about it, and I still didn't have sex until I was in college. So must yeah. have worked. I remember it was, this is terrible. I think we made my youngest sister take a drag off our cigarette when we were like sixteen, <laughs> so that she wouldn't tell. <laughs> no, you did. You told me that. Here, take it. <laughs> she was young. She was just a baby. I mean, not really a baby. She was like probably like I don't know, sixteen. So she's yeah. She was probably ten. Making her take a drag off my cigarette. Oh my god! I always like Horrible. saw those. I always saw those that videos like, in shows where like the kid gets caught smoking, so the parents yeah. like sits there and makes him smoke the whole pack. Oh my god! No, that's pretty funny though. Yeah. And then just get him sick. Just to make him throw up, or like mm-hmm. when they catch him drinking, they make him like drink, drink the, whole the whole thing. thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really drunk, but then like take care of them, but like get them really <laughs> sick, <laughs> but then take care of them. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. With my kids, I wasn't really sure how or like when to start talking to them about it. And like I've mentioned before, you know, Nico and I had, you know, kids young and not necessarily planned. So it was like really important for me to like talk about like birth control and all of that for them. And I just like tried to like make them feel comfortable about talking about sex from like kind of a younger age, you know, like kind of like flippantly saying things, like not making it like a super taboo thing. If they had a question, you know, I was having Ruby like when all the kids were like around 10. So like they had all sorts of questions about, you know, how a baby, how you make a baby, how a baby is born. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylie will tell you, I drew lots of diagrams. Nice. And uh, all right. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> <So>. know. <laughs> Trying to explain her period to her. Yeah. So oh, oh, tell the tell the story about Kylie. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, Kylie, earmuffs again. Um, so basically, uh, as the kids were growing up, you would hear th- stories about other kids having sex or whatever. So one time I had dropped all the kids off at the movie theater. And while I was at, while they're at the movie theater, I went to a, a local store or whatever, killing time. And the lady goes, oh, you know what's happening at the movie theater? All the girls are giving the boys blowjobs. And I was like, what? I just dropped all three of my kids off at the movie theater. (laughs) Boys are great. Yeah. So no. So anyway, so I I remember like I picked them up and then, you know, I I talked to them about it. I said, hey, it's, you know, it's been brought to my attention that this is happening. And I just want you to know that this is still sex. You can still get diseases this way and it's not okay. And it's not okay for boys, you know, to just... I think I said, this is terrible. I think I said, it's not, it's not okay for boys just to expect girls to do something without wanting to do something for them in return. Mm -hmm. You know, girls are not just like a waste receptacle, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like more of like, just a way of like saying, it was more to the boys about saying like, respect women, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) In my weird way. And so anyway, years later, Kylie ends up having sex with her first boyfriend and she tells me, well, I ask her and she goes, well, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And so I'm like freaking out that Mm -hmm. she's like had sex. And then I'm like asking her details. I'm like, well, did you do this to him? And she's like, oh yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and I remember we're driving. Right. And, um, she's like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, I can't believe it. She's like, well, stop asking me. And so we're going back and forth and I just can't help myself. And I go, well, did he do this to you? And she goes, literally goes like this. Well, yeah. I told him that my mom said that if a guy ever expected that, that he should be able to do the same. And I was like, oh, you said that? Like, my mom said that? 21. Like, in the heat of a moment. Whoa. She, like, stops him. Whoa. I'm just going to let you know that my mom said if, if a guy I, wants this, then you better sex, be ready you better to be do this me oral in sex. return. So, yeah. So, I was like, 
Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, at least she listens, you know, so that I was really proud also, of her. I am. I also second that. So <laughs> I was proud of her. Get yours, girl. But yeah, so she was pretty horrified. And honestly, it's the same person that she's married to now. And that poor guy, man, we've put him through the ringer. I mean, I've said the most inappropriate things to him that probably, I mean, not inappropriate sexual things. <laughs> that sounded really weird, but like yeah, well, weird little weird. things like when she wanted to like get on birth control or whatever, I was like, if he thinks he's not using a condom on my daughter. And I remember he was washing his car in the back <laughs> and I went out there and marched out there and I was like, I don't like you, the, you guys having sex or whatever and whatever. You guys can sneak around and do it and you guys are adults, but you better not be putting your dick in my daughter without a condom on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been, uh, mine's been more of like a trial and error, but you know. And well, you know, let's say this too, not mean to like put you on the spot, Gina, but yeah. your, this could be, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, my sister was pretty vivid with me and I was, I also kind of had like a, I guess it wasn't necessarily taboo at my house and my right. older two siblings were kind of rebels. So like, they laid, Man, they laid the foundation There wasn't a lot you. of taboo. There was a lot happening that at a young age I was watching and hearing and arguments and conversations. So, <laughs> right. you know, and then like for you, you just got told, you know, God's watching in the room. He's in there with popcorn and <laughs> watching. So that's weird. And then I got pregnant. And you got pregnant. <laughs> at which age? 19? I was, well, I was 18 technically, but I turned 19. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just think it's just better if be you educated. Yeah, I don't have kids. I don't even I don't even have a right to even say this, no, but I will but say right. yeah. that because I'm almost 30. Yeah. Um if you're it's just better to be open about it because and I kind of grew up in like let's say in a in an area of Utah <laughs> and uh where sex conversations for sure it's almost as if people want to not have them or tell you exactly what's going to happen or whatever because they think that if they don't talk to you about it, then and you don't you know you don't talk about it, right? Then it doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. And it's like, well, no, it's never. It's it's going to right. happen. And I, I almost feel like like nowadays, um, even like when I was like going to college and I was hearing about what was happening at the like when my nieces and nephews were like in elementary school mm -hmm. and like what they were catching kids doing right was already something that was way beyond like anything that was going on like when I was growing right. up right you know it's like you got you just need to talk to them and have the conversations that are a little bit hard but at least gives your your kids they feel comfortable even if it's a hard conversation they feel comfortable coming and talk to you talking to you about what's right. happening right. or what they're going through or what the kids are saying or whatever because they know that they're going to get an honest response but from a from a a loving place and not from a if you talk to them about it you're just going to be grounded or get in trouble right you know right i know it's a, it's a fine line parenting is no joke super hard and it's like really hard to know like what what you allow and what you don't and you know you want them to talk to you but then you don't want them to think there aren't any consequences and yeah so it's it's really hard driving that line and you know sometimes I've come out figuring it out sometimes it's gone really bad so you never you know, know. Riggs trial is, and Riggs error is pretty tough to talk to about sex <laughs> I can see how he's you just have to keep telling him to stop licking his pee pee well you know what it is I think he keeps licking it and also I've made him so confident in the fact that he has a ball sack with no balls in it that he shows it, he shows to, it to everyone. everyone. He's First like, thing he does, he runs like, up and he's like, hey, check this out. 
no balls. No, just right on my back. Hey, <laughs> I'm no threat here. <laughs> Zero threat. <laughs> However, you know what he does? Sorry. He, he met, I was getting some PT, some body work done and I had him with me and um, they have like the, the office dog. Uh-huh. Is this beautiful Rottweiler? Oh, uh huh. And he's Love a puppy. Yeah, so beautiful and mm-hmm. big. Well, you know, after my session, like you can, you know, you want him to meet Riggs, and I was like, yeah. And I'm, so Riggs does his move. Yeah. His move is he gets really close and he like kind of you know hunches down and then just rolls to his back and opens his legs up, <laughs> showing his good. He's opened his eyes. He was sleeping. Yeah, I'm talking about he's you. He's so embarrassed right now. And I already am a little bit on guard because this is what he does. Riggs. Will lay there with his legs open, and as the dog starts to smell his area, mm-hmm. he, the, the dog he knows how to get what he wants because then the dog starts licking his Ew. penis. Yeah, it's really <laughs> gross. Like always. Get a room. But then what Riggs does is he'll start showing his teeth and growling oh. <laughs> at the dog. I'm not kidding. So Riggs is on the ground. I have him on a leash. He's <laughs> <laughs> this big ass Rottweiler puppy. Uh, is like smelling his area and he keeps doing it. And I'm like getting a little bit nervous because I don't know what the rot's going to do if like Riggs starts kind of yeah. trying to establish dominance as he's the, as one, he's the on one on his, his back. back. <laughs> Looking like a little boot. <laughs> and so as it starts happening, I just start pulling him. <laughs> so I'm like dragging, dragging him. Dragging him on his back. With on, his legs I'm open. dragging him across the floor trying to get, and I'm telling him like, get up. Stop being, get up. And he won't. He's just on his back and the dog keeps smelling him. And I'm like, I'm talking to my, the, uh, PT, I'm like, listen, he's gonna start like growling, and he like shows his teeth, and and he, he's what he does. It's like, it's really scary. It's like, uh, he opens up his legs and goes, open for business, and then like bite your head off. <laughs> I mean, oh, his teeth, his, his teeth are like little tiny teeth. Yeah, he doesn't look that like vicious. No, but ever you do that, and it's like you don't know what you're asking for from yeah. the bigger, badder dog. He doesn't know. He just doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. Anyway. Well, I think that's about that. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, you know what we should talk about? We'll have Katie on. Uh-huh. And let's talk about um, toys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll have a segment where we talk about when we I when I took like when I took Katie I to go like, buy a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a good one. Okay. We can talk yeah. about that. Also, we've been reading some of your emails. and Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was one that was really fun. Um, I think her name was Veronica. Oh, I don't know. I kind of want to just say who it was. Um, anyway, she was asking if we still do... Um, challenges. Challenges. That's what it was. Oh, no, here it is. Valerie Simone. Valerie Simone. Um, she's like, hey, ladies, love the podcast. In the beginning ones, you guys did class challenges. Not sure if you still do them. I have one for you. Aerial Silks class. <laughs> I would love to hear you both talk about that experience. Well, Valerie... Uh, it's funny. I was walking to Brooke's office and there actually happens to be a, one of those class. It's like a, is it, is it for classes? Yeah. Oh yeah. So they have aerial sub classes like right around the corner. So we may actually end up doing that and I'm going to try to do it without hanging myself. (laughs) It's going to be really bad. Uh, so anyway, so thank you for writing in. All right. So as promised, we said we would ask, you know, answer a couple questions yes. Yes. ask an answer ask an answer okay Gina what's your favorite workout from Barks 25 my favorite workout that's a good question what's I like, like if you're so I gym, love what do you love to do if I don't go to the gym 
Well, if I go to the gym, I love, if I'm doing like a CrossFit workout, I love EMOMs. Yeah. I really do. I like those a lot. And, uh, because I can, because I don't have, I'm not that competitive. And then I can just like take my time if I want. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you know? I could take a minute off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a minute on and a minute off. Um, but, uh, and then I don't know if I'm, if I'm out, I don't, I like bike riding. But like my regular bike, like I'm not like a cycler. Yeah, but we did talk about because I have. I know. A, yeah, I have my bike. I would like to start maybe doing something like that, just because I I I need to do more cardio and I can't run and I've tried running since breaking my foot and it still kind of hurts and I hate the ass bike, but I do mm-hmm. like being outside. So I think I would like to do that or like hiking or something I think like that. What, I think what I'll do, is do more of that. I'll take my this bike I have off the stationary because yeah. that's really for when it's raining or it's winter time. Yeah, and we'll go for a ride. Yeah, I would love that. How about what's your favorite workout? I feel like they want to know yours. What's my favorite workout? Well, I, it depends, I mean, obviously it depends on how I'm feeling that day. Um, sometimes all I want to do actually is go for, is go for a hard bike ride or I'll go running. Yeah. You do like that. Yeah. When I, when I want something, I want to like get, be able to accomplish a lot in a little bit of time Mm -hmm. or a little bit of prep and maybe I don't really want to go into the gym or I don't want to have to like do all the setup. Yeah. Um, sprints or just a long run is great. And you don't need to do a lot. You can just leave from your house. And then I, I like riding my bike a lot. Yeah. Other than that, I... You like you do Tabatas a lot. Yeah, I like, like Tabatas. together like a little... And also, I actually like chippers. Like, like chippers oh, uh-huh. because if I love that when you... On a chipper, you like chip away at your workout. So it's right. usually a bunch of different stations or movements or whatever. And kind of once you complete one of them, you move on to the next one and you don't come back. And you don't go back. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, one of point. my least favorite yeah. is, uh, not necessarily my least favorite, but like, I don't like when I don't know how long I'm going to be doing something. Oh, right. So like when it's four time. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, if I'm, if I'm on a movement, cause I've done this like with my coach uh-huh. where I'm not in control of the time he is and you basically have to work until the time is up or until right. he says you're done. And so you're just doing reps. And so it's hard for me as like, if I know exactly how many reps I need to do. Right. Then I can like mentally do that. Even if it's like a lot, I can, it's almost like I can like, I can push through it. And also I kind of prepare myself with a plan of like, um, how to attack it. Right. Like how many reps I'm going to do. But if I never really know how many I'm Mm -hmm. doing, um, it's hard for me to like, to know how hard I should be going. Cause you, you know, you don't want to like blow up or go, go out too right. fast or whatever. Right. Um, what are your must haves this is from Chelsea Raylin. What are your must haves for traveling from packing to actual day of travel items? Hmm. I feel like we pack pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if it's a short trip, we always like to just do carry on, mm-hmm. which is nice, but then you have to have like all the travel size crap. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a pain. Uh, essentials. Um, curling iron. Yeah, curling iron. Most There's, places have a hair dryer. Yeah, you know you gotta have you gotta have your hair product. Yep. You gotta travel with a buddy that can pack half of it. Yeah, we do. We're like, <laughs> all right. So did you bring this? Cool. Yeah. I'll bring this. So you're not both packing it. Um. Uh. I like to have face what, wipes. Yeah, face wipes for sure. And especially if like maybe the face masks are nice to have. Yeah, face the face masks out. are super great, and you, they're the ones we have from. Athea. Uh-huh. Athea Skin have amazing face masks. They are single packed. 
So yeah, my daughter does the um, she uh, she wears the under eye ones on the plane, which I thought was so smart. Yeah, I've and seen said, I've seen people do that. Yeah, and she said that it was so crazy that by the time she got there, they were like little like dried up. Like that's how much moisture it's sucking out of your face. Oh wow! Like they dry. We should up try on that next face. time we fly. Yeah, we should just do the whole face mask. We should. <laughs> Scary. We should. Hannibal Lecter. You sit down. We and have two Hannibal Lecters in aisle G. Um, and then other than that, usually uh, snacks that I can have on the plane. Yeah. Um, either single serve protein, like ready to go, so you can just add water if you have your mm-hmm. shaker bottle, or um, protein bars. And then I like to have, um, I like snacks. So like veggie chips or mm-hmm. things that I are kind of not guilt free, but I well, know they're that better I, than yeah. what they're going to give you on the plane yes. for sure. And, yeah. and that depends too, just like on what, um, how long of a travel day you have. But something we like to do is as soon as we get to town, if we aren't like a super tight schedule is to go straight to the grocery store yeah. and kind of get a bunch of things that we can have, you know, when we're at the house or the Airbnb or the hotel. So we're not making bad choices yeah. last minute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do one more. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, Hallie Lehman, have you had lip fillers or Botox? Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I haven't had any fillers put in my face at all in a, in a really long time. Um, I just got Botox done. I do like. I have mine on uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I have. They. It's like it's preventative. Botox and they don't do a lot and we only do it in the area because I'm very expressive so where I'm like really really strong um, like for instance my left eyebrow is like a lot stronger than my right and I raise one eyebrow a lot and so the like wrinkles I'm getting and like even like overdevelopment of muscles in my face mm-hmm. are much bigger on my left side than my right so we kind of do that to sort of tone them down a little bit and try and keep my face look equal. <laughs> um, also, what I noticed, and I asked the doctor I was just barely with, on like right above my brow across the middle of my forehead, I'm like, sometimes I, I look in the mirror like in certain light and I can see that like it almost seems like it's um, pushed out further than the top of my forehead. And he said, well, yes, you have really strong muscles right there between my eyebrows oh, okay and like we're your like frown area yeah. or your like scalp yeah. area and he said so frown lines yeah so he's like you know those are so working they're there. working really hard so those are going to become more developed than like the top and yeah. i'm like well i don't want to look like a neanderthal so <laughs> he basically like that's that was really his only that area and then right above my left eyebrow was like all yeah. he wanted to to um to do yeah it's so, so very very good like if you're interested at all just going to a doctor who will tell you no for one, yeah, who will Very say, and, and also don't be scared to tell him the things that you're wondering. Right, that's their job, and then they can they can look at you um, objectively, yeah, right word, and tell you exactly what they what they would recommend. And the goal is to not change your face. The goal is to yeah. If a doctor's like telling you like, oh, you should do this and this and this and this, and it's all things that you don't naturally have like does that make sense like um if you're trying to make yourself look like a different person or like look like somebody on instagram like Mm -hmm. i had a girl come up to me one time and she was like do you think i should put filler in my cheeks like everybody has like these really defined cheeks and i was like no like you you're you're beautiful like you don't need everyone doesn't need to have like the cookie cutter face like the exact same face so if you're trying to like prevent aging you know, I mean, honestly, you can do whatever the hell you want. Well, and it's but it's, if, yeah, if you're and it's not for us, it's just about preventing. Well, and for the aging and process. for people, they're like, 
oh, well, aging is a natural thing. And it's sure. like, well, yes, it is. It is. But um, it's just aging with grace in a way. You know, yeah. they talk about when, when you like find a good doctor too, they talk about, you know, all the areas in your face where we have like uh, collagen and like fat and things like that. And the areas that as we get older, we just, it, it decreases just a ton, yeah. you know, and some people are just going to, it happens more than others, yeah. you know? And so the and goal sinking. with like, when you go to a really good doctor, it's to those areas in your face where you might be losing more volume than other areas. It's just to help with that, to keep you looking like you. Right. It's yeah. not to change. And they're, you know, they have a lot of new um, options. Like for instance, for, in- for instance, <laughs> for instance, the injectable, it's called Sculptra. It's just something that actually gets your body to produce its own collagen, its own collagen. Yeah. And so you're not just putting in a filler that will, you know, once it's in there, like who, depending on who put it in, you know, can look good or look bad. You're actually just injecting something where your body can actually just create its own volume. Right. Ver- and it's, and it's longer lasting. Right. Well, cause I had some taken out. Yeah. So that's why we say, you know, make sure that you go to a doctor that's going to tell you no. Because my normal doctor, I didn't go to, I hadn't gone to her and she would always, I'd go in, I'd go, well, do you think I need this? And she'd say, no, no, you don't need that. No, 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 no. And, um, I had already done a little bit of filler under my eye and I went to another person and I said, it's been a while. Do you think I need more filler under my eye? And she goes, sure. And just did it. And then remember we had like two different people tell mm-hmm. me like, oh my gosh, she, she overfilled your under eye. So I had it all dissolved. Um, so it is and, important. And we'll tell people, why do we, yeah. why would you put filler under your eye? Oh, well for me, um, they get sunken in my, my eyes get a little sunken in. So like you get that really dark circle underneath. And so sometimes they'll put a little bit of filler or if you get like bags under your eyes, they'll put just a little bit along the, along the bone kind of fill up and it area. kind of fills it up and it kind of flattens it out. So, um, so yeah, so I had that dissolved, but probably going to put it back in. <laughs> Probably a better not, doctor. Just not that much. So yeah. anyway, yeah, Anyways, very, yes. very smart to go to, to not just anyone, go to a, someone that's going to do just the bare minimum. Yep. And that, and with that, the whole, like we, aging is a natural thing and we're all aging and, you know, we know that that is 100% true. And that's why it's important to be with someone who can help you just continue to, you know, look a bit you, more youthful, especially if genetically for you, you know, areas of volume in your face are going to decrease faster than, you know, they, they should be or at that age or whatever. But it's, the goal is to, is to look your age, but not look like a plastic, a plastic yeah. doll or look like someone completely different or just right. do too much. And even on that note, if you like that, you look, like that fine. That's, that's and fine. And you know what? If you don't want to do anything to your face, that's you're beautiful. Fine too. That's fine. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Get off that soapbox. Yeah. We're okay. done. I have to pee. <laughs> good. Good to know. <laughs> I really have to pee. Okay, guys. Thank you for, well, thanks listening. for listening to our ramblings. We appreciate Remember it. Remember to rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five-star rating. We or five-star warning. But yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we'll call our the podcast. Five-star warning. We our podcast name. Yeah. Five-star warning. Warning. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Email and us. Email us. Also, we're we going to try that definitely, silk thing. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. I don't know if we'll have time before the next one, but we're definitely going to put it yeah, no, cause on I leave the on, list. I leave on Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.